Hey everybody, what's going on? This is your man Miles, and this is the Real Estate 360 Podcast. So listen, we're going to talk today about some sweeping changes that are in our industry, things that are occurring right now that we really, really have to be aware of and have to start to implement some things in our businesses that are going to help us move forward. Now, these are things that are happening in the single family and in the multifamily space, right? So I'm just going to talk about residential stuff today and some of the things that are going on. So stick with me. You're going to want to get something to to uh, to write with on this one because I promise you, you're going to want to take some notes and you're going to want to look into this for yourself, okay? So get yourself something to write with or if you're driving, don't do that, obviously. Just listen to it when you get to where you're going. We'll be right back. back everybody we're back thank you again for sticking with us my name is jason miles and this is the real estate 360 podcast right so listen we're just going to get to it uh there are a lot of things that are happening in our industry right now i mean we've got rising interest rates we've got huge inflation we've got um the cost of of gas you know transportation costs through the roof supply chain issues the list goes on and on rents are going through the roof and really that's just going to get worse. Now, these are things that are happening happening nationwide, right? This isn't something that's just happening to certain markets anymore. I mean, this is something that's happening all over the country. And it's something that all of us, every single one of us as Americans, we need to be mindful of, we need to be vocal about because these things are affecting us. Now, in this case, of course, we talk about real estate because we're real estate investors, right? And from an investment standpoint, all these things are extremely, extremely important. But we know that we have certain states that are pretty aggressive on certain things. And I'm going to talk about California today. California drafted a bill uh, earlier this month. I was made aware of it this week and have been looking into it. And it's, it's horrific. And not just for real estate investors. Because, of course, that's how I saw it when I looked at it or heard about it for the first time. But this bill actually affects anyone in the single family, um, well, not just in the single family, in the residential real estate space. So that means if you have a multifamily, a duplex, a 60-unit building, a 300-unit building, and you're in California, they're passing, well, they've written a bill. It hasn't passed yet. But they've written a bill, and this bill is called AB-1771, AB-1771, okay? It was written by a guy, uh, what's his name, Uh, Chris Ward, who was a Democrat, uh, Democratic uh, senator out of uh, San Diego, right? So let me just, let me just share, let me just get into this, and I'm going to link this in the description as well. I'm going to link this article, maybe a couple of them in the description so you can familiarize yourself. Because listen, if you're in California or if you're doing business in California, if you're living in California, this could be a problem, a big, big problem, right? So this is how the article that was sent to me reads. And I'm just going to paraphrase here. San Diego, house flippers could be taxed 25% of their profit under the California Speculation Act. A bill introduced by Assemblymember Chris Ward, a Democrat from San Diego. Assembly Bill 1771 aims to discourage real estate speculators 
that Ward said drives up home prices as equity investors outbid individual home buyers, right? And then I'm going to end on his quote. We've heard of people getting into their first home, getting beat by cash offers from investors, Ward said at a news conference Wednesday at the San Diego County um, Administration Center, right? Now, and, and there's some truth in that. Absolutely, there's truth in that, right? We, I could tell you definitively that in the state of California for 2021, and I know I, I'm going to sound like I'm just a brainiac, but when I got this, I wanted to read up on some of this stuff, right? And, excuse me, and as I was reading it and researching, okay, how many homes were sold to investors as opposed to homeowners, right? 51% of all sales, all cash sales anyway, were um, sold to investors, right? They were sold to investors. We know that these hedge funds are coming in. They're buying up everything. We know how dangerous that is for the long haul, but it is a reality and we're going to have to learn how to deal with that. That's a whole nother conversation to have at another time. But for right now, California is really jumping out there and saying, hey, listen, we don't want, we don't want uh, home speculation. We have to do something to quell these uh, surging home prices. And the reality of that is it's only going to make it worse. It's only going to make it worse. And they simply don't see how that, that how that's going to make it worse, right? You're going to tax people up the wazoo. The idea here is to make people hold on to real estate for an extended period of time, right? But I can tell you uh, that the average person today buys a home, you know, they buy and sell a home within five years. If you're in California and you plan on doing that, you're going to be taxed. And, and I'll tell you a little bit about that here in a second. But you're going to be taxed in addition to what your taxation would have already been. Now, the only thing that's going to do is raise rents further than they're already raised. Okay. Now, unless we get to the point where we're going to start raising um, incomes in this country, you know, from, I mean, I mean, they're going up to the $15, but the average rent in this country right now is like $1,790 a month, $1,790 a month. So if we, if we take that information that we know about and we say, okay, now it's great. We, we, we got a victory on our uh, minimum wage. It's going up across the board nationwide to $15. Yay, we won. All right, well, let's do the math. $15, 40 hours a week, 600 bucks, right? 150, 153, it's 20 hours, you know, $150 every 10 hours, 600 bucks a week. $1,800 is three weeks. It takes you three weeks to pay your rent. And then you have one more week of $600 that you're supposed to pay everything else out of. Now I'm talking about taxes. I'm talking about utilities. I'm talking about groceries. God forbid you have a car, a car note, car insurance, gas. How? 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 And we know that that average number is going to go up. And it's bills like this that are going to help that happen. It's bills like this that keep the small investors out and invite the big investors in. But let me tell you what this looks like now, okay? I'm gonna, let me share with you what this looks like. So here's the breakdown. And I'm, I'm going to share this link with you as well. And I'm going to share another um, another video with you. It'll be actually I'll put an article in here that links to that video where uh, the 
Hard Money uh, Association is really out there, really trying to get support because thank God, I mean, come on, you're gonna, we need it, right? It's not just investors in this case because this actually applies to homeowners, not just investor speculators, quote unquote. This actually applies to homeowners as well. So in, here we go. Like you buy a house today and if your goal is to fix and flip it, you're going to be taxed an additional 25%. The proposed timeline and amount of additional, additional capital gains tax is as follows. From homes sold within a certain number of years from the initial purchase. So up to three, three years or less if you've owned the property, whatever your capital gains tax is now, it's 25% more. Uh, from three to four years, it goes down to 20%. From four to five years, it goes down to 15%. From five to six years, it's down to 10. Six to seven years, it's down to five. Seven years or longer, there's no additional capital gains tax. Right? Now, that is an absurd way of trying to slow down the affordable housing uh, crisis. I mean, it's just not. It's true. People come in and beautify a property and that uplifts, if you will, or it increases the value of not only that house, but the surrounding houses in the neighborhood. Everything goes up when homes are being renovated and sold, right? So that means people truly have to make more money or we're going to turn into a society we don't want. We don't want to see what that looks like. I'm telling you, all you have to do is look around the world, travel a little bit, and you can see what it looks like when the government is controlling housing. You know, you're not going to have all the beautiful spaces that you have right now. You're not going to have, you're going to wind up with six or eight people in one property because you're not going to be able to afford to live any other way else. I mean, it's just not going to, you're going to have to move to middle America and it's only a matter of time before that happens, California. What happens in New York when that starts to occur? I mean, come on, this, this is just incredible. I mean, these people really don't think these things through, but but wait, let me tell you what they do with this money, okay? These taxes that are coming through, that they're taxing these people in California, this additional, you know, five to 25%, depending on how long you own the property. And again, it doesn't matter if you're a homeowner or an investor. If you only own this property for five years, that's an additional... 10 to 15% tax, 10 to 15% additional tax, no matter what, that capital gains tax is going to hit you. Now, of those funds that are being quote unquote raised, I say extorted, they're being taken from, from people, from investors, from whoever, from citizens, they're going to take these funds and they're going to put them into a, a fund. They're creating a fund. And in that fund, only 30%, only 30% of those dollars generated through this additional taxation are actually going to go towards affordable housing. Not only that, they don't even outline how that's going to occur. They just say, ah, oh, we're going to put 30% of it there. The rest of it, 10% is going for administrative costs. I don't know what administrative costs are there going to be. I mean, it's the government. You know, they're already getting paid, right? I mean, I don't understand that already, but they're already getting paid. Okay. 
Um, then the rest of it, I can't remember the percentage breakdown, but it, but it'll be in these articles that I'm going to send uh, or link into this. The rest of it is going to schools and infrastructure. None of it is going. Thirty uh, percent of it. Thirty percent of it goes to affordable housing, and yet they can't tell you what that actually looks like. Ah, uh, if you're in California, I mean, I'm doing this just for for my California people, but I want all my investors to understand. Everybody that's listening to this. If you're listening to this, you have to understand that, yeah, it's not going to prop. That won't happen in red states, right? Red states are not going to do that. Blue states, you know, are are absolutely trying to figure out how we can um, keep our residents. I can tell you that taxing them more isn't going to help you keep them. You have to be a little more creative in finding ways to get that done, right? But you know, increasing taxes with everything else that's going on is it's absurd. And this would go into effect if it passes in January of 2023. Now, you have to be aware that, you know, the things that we're doing, the things that we're going through the, uh, in this country right now, really globally, um, there, there are so many things that are changing. So many things that people really don't get the opportunity uh, to have a clear understanding of. Because we're so busy just moving on with our day-to-day lives. And I get it, man. I get it. You know, I get it. We have to stay on top of what we have to do because we're trying to make it out here. We've got our own families. We're trying to, you know, make sure that are okay. I absolutely understand it. But the reality of it is we're, we're all this one big collective. And what affects you affects me. It's a, Everything is a ripple effect. So if we don't pay attention to these things and we allow something to happen in California, okay, that only people in California are really hearing. If we allow that to happen, if we don't unite and talk to people that we know in California, share this information with people that do business in California, whether again, it's single family or multifamily. You know, if we're not doing those things, if we're not doing those things, we're doing a disservice. And I, for one, want to make sure that I'm also being responsible for other people. Being in this industry, knowing, hey, listen, for me and where I am in the Southeast, it's scorching hot. Those people that are out there in California that want to invest are just going to find another place to invest. And it'll be a place like Atlanta. It'll be a place like, you know, Central Florida. It'll be a place like the Carolinas. It'll be a place like, you know, Tennessee. It'll be places like Arizona. All right, Texas. That's where they're going to invest. They're going to take all those dollars out of California and there won't be anything for the California legislature to tax. But that's what's occurring. That's what's happening. And we need to be cognizant of that. So as as an investor, as a real estate investor today, I think it's vitally important that we focus on the, the legalities of what it is we're doing. Take responsibility. Become a real business owner. Become a real business owner. And understand your industry. Stop moving around out here and just looking for a deal to flip and do and wholesale and, and whatever it is you're doing. Take the initiative. Understand your industry and see where you can add value. See where you can connect the dots. That's exactly what I'm doing with this particular conversation right here. How can I add the dots based on the people that are listening to this? I know that I have people listening in California, but I also know I have lenders 
that are in New York and New Jersey and Florida that do business in California. And yeah, they're probably aware of this. They probably are aware of it. I mean, I, I got to know that they're aware of it. But the reality is they have to mobilize collectively. And I, and I would make an assumption here and say yeah, they're probably doing that because, you know, attorneys, title companies, they don't care. They don't, they don't have a dog in that race at all. They're just waiting for deals to come so they can write their title policies and things like that and get their fees. So I don't foresee most of them getting involved. Attorneys that represent these larger companies, these, these hedge funds, um, you know, however, whatever size they are, those attorneys will get involved. You know, those wealthy people will start talking to their attorneys and talking to their senators and talking to their congressmen and talking to their assemblymen. They'll get involved because they're there right now, you know, and they're active. But even if you're over here on the East Coast, these things will affect you because if lenders have to spend more money, if they're losing money, all those things do roll downhill, right? So if you've got lenders that are doing business in California, they're not going to eat all these expenses, right? Because they're, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. People will walk away from houses if they can't get the refinance, if they're not structured to do some of these things, because they're not going to want to pay 25% for flipping a house. Flipping will be dead in California. It won't exist. It will only open the door for more of the problem that we currently have that nobody's really talking about, which is these hedge funds. I'm not mad at anybody for getting money. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not implying that at all. But what I am saying is when you have companies that are coming in and they're buying, you know, 20,000 houses a year, okay? 20, 30,000 houses a year. And they do have the intention of holding these properties for as long as possible. They are not concerned about the taxation. But all they're going to do is increase rents, increase rents, increase rents, increase rents. They went up over 10% on average across the board. I mean, here in Atlanta, we've seen 15 to 26% increases in rent year over year during COVID, coming out of COVID, right? People are having to get roommates. You know, rent's going up from, you know, $1,500 to $1,900. You know, it's, it's, these are, I mean, that $400 is significant if you make $15, $16, $20 even an hour. Think about it. I mean, what, let's just do the math for a second. If you have a $50,000 a year job, right? Let's say, you know, uh, you're working your typical 20,000 hours a, month, a year or 2,000 hours a year on a full-time job. So that's uh, $25,000 for 1,000 hours, right? Uh, 10% of that would be what? I'm just, I don't have my calculator here, so I'm just going going off. So it's uh, $25,000 for, for 1,000 hours, which is six months worth of work, which means three months worth of work would be half of that, which is twelve five, which is about $4,000, $4,100, $4,200 a month before taxes. Okay? We know taxes are coming out first. So once you pull the taxes out, your taxes are going to be at least 25% of that, at least. Maybe 28% could be even higher. But let's just be conservative here and say 25%. So you've got, you know, 1100 bucks roughly gone from there. So you got $3,000. 1900 of it 
is going towards your rent. You've got $1,100 to pay everything else for the month. You got to go get a roommate. $1,100 in the economy that we're living in today, even if it's just you. God forbid you have one or two children or a pet, right? That number just goes up. It just goes up in terms of your expenses. $1,100 doesn't go far if you have responsibilities. You know, if you've got a car note and insurance, that's going to be at least five to $600 a month right there. You still got to eat. You still have utilities. I mean, that's somebody that's making $50,000 a year. We got to be uh, a little, I don't know what we got to do, but we've got to do something different. Because people can't afford to do it. And we definitely can't afford to allow these massive hedge funds to continue to come in, buy up all the real estate, hold on to them. For us, because I'm telling you, laws like that that are occurring in California do not affect them because they have long-term plans. They have a long-term plan for holding. They're not going to sell these properties in seven years. They have no, no intention on doing that. They want to get it and have, you know, whatever their immediate gain is. And then they want to have seven, eight, 10% increases year over year over year. That's what they want to do. Now, I would imagine that the legislature thinks that this would slow down the purchasing, the acquisition of homes, the flipping of homes, right? In, in um, most communities, uh, it would slow down a lot of things. And if you don't have appreciation, because this is what this would basically wouldn't kill appreciation, but it would slow it down to a crawl. And in a place like California, that's a necessity. But once the precedent is set, how do you think that is going to affect every other blue state? How do you think it's going to affect the people in those places? I'm specifically talking about New York and California, where they are the heaviest taxed uh, states to live in. Heavily, 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 heavily taxed. I don't know why people stay there, to be honest with you. But that's a whole another conversation again to be had. But it's important for us as investors to understand what, what our industry is doing, to get behind the things that are wrong. And to get or to get in front of the things that are wrong and get behind the things that are right. Collectively push. If there is pushback from all aspects, I, I get it. My voice isn't going to be heard so much in California. But if I'm working with a bunch of people that are working in California and connecting the dots so that the right conversations can be had in California to vote this thing down. Because, listen, it's, it was written by Democrats. Uh, and this isn't a Democratic Republican thing. I'm just talking about the numbers in in of seats in the, in there, right? I think it's sixty or sixty percent or seventy percent Democratic. It's not a bill that's going to fail, you know, unless there are defectors. But those defectors have to be made aware of what the negative consequences are going to be. The long term negative consequences are going to be from a bill like this. Not to mention the fact that even if it does pass, what does it mean? Well, uh, for the monies that are generated, only 30% of those dollars are actually going to go to affordable housing, yet they don't tell you what that actually looks like. What, is, what does it look like? Are you going to be building affordable housing? And if you are, you know, what kind of discounts are you going to get on building materials and supplies? Or are you? Or are you going to build them um, with uh, your, your bureaucratic BS that takes five times longer to do it and you'll never get it done? Because you can't move like the contractors move, like the investors move. See, the investors know that the longer it takes 
the more it costs. The more it costs, the less profit there is. Municipalities, governments don't think the same. That's why it takes them three years to put a turnaround in your neighborhood. Something that our, our contractor, an investor, would have had done in a few months, tops. Okay, so you, you've got to look at where, where this information is coming from. You've got to look deep into the reasoning that they're giving you for doing this. And once you have that clear, once you have that clear, you'll do something different. Once you have that clear, that understanding, that clarity, you'll do something different and you'll start having conversations. But as investors, this is especially for the smaller investor that is just, you know, you know you're doing two, three, four deals, maybe five deals a month. You know, you're, you're wholesaling. Maybe you're doing uh, three or four or five fix and flips a year. You're making some decent money. And that's all you care about. If you don't start to care about your industry, your industry will change underneath you. And the next thing you know, you will be trying to figure out how to shift gears and you'll have absolutely no idea how to do that. So I implore you to learn as much about your industry as you possibly can. Learn as much about finance, banking as you possibly can. Learn as much about the current laws that affect what it is you're doing all around the country. If you plan to grow a real business, that is. Because it can easily grow. I mean, if you're doing three to five deals a month, you can easily start to grow your business right now and double that in the next 90 days, if that's what you so chose to do. And then markets just open up to you. Opportunity just presents itself to you because you're seeing things differently. You're moving differently, right? So be conscious of these things. I wanted to get on this rant on this podcast today because it was so, it's so vitally important that everyone hearing this focuses on what's going on in California, right? Because they're going to vote on this thing soon. And everybody has to mobilize and get behind turning this thing down. Turning this thing down. We all know if they start taxing those kind of dollars, they're not going to be putting that money back into affordable housing because they're not going to know how. That's not what they do. Okay. That's not what they do. When 70% of it is going to be allocated towards something else that has nothing to do with affordable housing. Come on. That's the biggest problem in California, affordable housing and taxation. So you're going to increase taxation to presumably uh, um, slow down the increase in values, which is somehow supposed to help an affordable housing crisis by only keeping 30% in the bucket to do that. It's a much bigger problem than that. So, all right, guys, listen, I'm going to link two articles in here. Please go look at those articles. Reach out to whoever you need to reach out to. If you can offer any assistance, start connecting the dots in your, in your, in your circle, right? Six degrees of separation. You know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that needs to talk to that person, okay? And can have a real conversation. Start putting it together. You just never know who you know, actually, or who you have access to. But start talking and start helping out your colleagues out there in California. If not, all the small investors will be pushed out and there will only be big institutional investors, which hurts all of us, every single one of us. Till next week, guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening wherever you are. And I'll talk to you soon. This is your man, Jason Miles, Real Estate 360. Peace.